Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. And welcome to Slam Fire Radio for March 4th, 2021. This is episode 394. I am one of your hosts, Trevor. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. And I'm another one, Adriel. Hi, Yay. everybody. Hi. I missed you. Aw, it's good to be missed. <laughs> I got another A, though. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Not an A plus, though. She's oh. tough. She's tough, man. What happened to the other points? Come on. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But can you be honors with A's or does it have to be A pluses? I would no, know you can I'd be never... you can be honors with A's. A's, yeah. I would not know. It's not a thing that I've ever aspired to. <laughs> but yeah, you're well, doing it now. But yeah. I'm doing it now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a grown up now, you see. Mm-hmm. So I know the important You had to pay for it with your money. Exactly. I sure did, yeah. Yeah. When you're paying for your education, you tend to care a bit more. For sure. But anyway. Enough about that foolishness. Well, it could be the Great Reset, and you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> True. Did you take it out because, on loan? Because why should you have loans. to work? Why should students have to work hard for, you know, like, and we'll just, you know, hi. <laughs> that was awful, Kelly. Even I know. For the standards in which we hold you accountable, that was awful. I mean, it just... I know. Ass. I'm here. As soon as I show up, you start tripping over your words. Like, I got to be careful. If I make a mistake, he's going to yell at me. Yes. Yes. What? I, I don't give a shit. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. You should. You should adult better. <laughs> so, yeah. good job last week, everybody. That was uh, depressing. Thank you. But, uh, entertaining. <laughs> Ian is definitely entertaining, isn't he? He is. He is indeed. Yep. Uh, he's a good man. He enjoys yeah, he uh, scotch and uh, the law and guns. Like, what and more do you want? Wa- uh, wine with Coke. With Coke. Yeah. I was going to try that on the weekend. It didn't happen. We just I drank lots and lots of wine and, and uh, whiskey. That's too bad. Yeah, I know. Eh? I want to. I, I want to try it just to see what I'm missing out on. No, well, you will try anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. true. It's probably like, your chili than... rec- like his chili recipe would probably contain dolphin <laughs> and or shark, right? Oh, I wish. No one, no one wants a chili recipe that Adriel would make. I'm sure some people would. You're right. There are other people out there. Well, like I'm Jeffrey Dahmer comes to mind immediately. He has a very similar palate, I imagine, to Adriel's. Mm-hmm. So you're right, Kelly. I'm sure there are other people out there that would enjoy what Adriel would eat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. So why don't we get into what we did this week in guns, which, of course, as always, is brought to us by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier shooting center or firearms retailer. This week, they got the Benelli M floor. M, M floor. It's the Benelli M floor. <laughs> remember when you were just That's telling you me it. about, you know, screwing up your words? Comes to bite you in the ass, doesn't it? <laughs> why don't you bite me in the ass, Kelly? <laughs> You're all the way into Brunswick. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, they didn't miss like speak. It's the Benelli M floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's the floor model. 
<laughs> so the Benelli M4 Black with telescoping stock is uh, in stock at the Calgary Shooting Center for twenty five thirty, which is uh, I feel like it's up a little bit. But of course, I think most things are up a little bit these days. Everything is up. Everything is. Depends up. on the day yeah. of the week. Saturday. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So cool. <laughs> Well, uh, since I'm probably going to talk the longest and my name is first on the list, I will go first to discussing what I did this week in guns. So for a couple of weeks now, I've been working on getting um, my Maple Ridge Armory Renegade up and running. And uh, here it is, of course, my background, which is amazing. My background, for those of you who are listening and not watching, is Miss September from a couple of years ago in the Gun and Girl calendar. Mm -hmm. Always September in my gun room. Anyway. (laughs) Um, yeah, my Maple Ridge Renegade, not Renegade, is it Renegade? What the hell is this thing? Yeah, Renegade. Yep, that's it's the Renegade. Renegade. The other yeah. one's the Maverick. I guess, uh, I want to think, I was thinking Grenade instead of Renegade, but I don't think Maple Ridge Armory is selling grenades yet. So, mm. anyway, it's um, it's all done. Shout out to, uh, True North Arms for the stock buffer tube and, uh, all those little bits. The rest I had in stock. I installed a JP Industries single stage competition trigger in it. It didn't um, work right away. It had to be almost fitted because, you know, it's not an Air 15 lower. The dimensions uh, are a little bit different than the STI lower. So the trigger was a little bit proud, had some burrs there that needed to be removed to, to really get it to fit in and move freely. And then the set screws, the over-travel, this is a phenomenal trigger. Single stage, real short travel, real short reset, and um, light two and a half pound, three, two and a half to three pound pull. And it has um, adjustable pre-travel and over-travel. Those screws had to be readjusted as they would not... Uh, the trigger wouldn't function the way they were set up in this receiver. So I gave those a little bit of a tweak. Um, the handguard is, is also Maple Ridge. Uh, it's the, um, the V1, V1, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The barrel is my, um, IBI 7.62 by 40 WT barrel that I had purchased to put on a modern sporter and the gas system was too long. We should have built it with a carbine length. We built it with a rifle length, so it wasn't working. Um, it was accurate and stuff, but wouldn't cycle the the action. Well, now it doesn't have to cycle the action because this is a lame straight pull. It's cool, but it's still lame because it's straight pull. I used the same adjustable gas block that I had when it was semi-auto and just uh, closed it. Gas block is big. Because the journal on this barrel is big. It's not your standard 5.56 journal. It's the next size up. It'd be the same kind of journal you would find on a 308 barrel. And uh, the gas block didn't fit with the uh, handguard. So shout out to Denis. I assembled this uh, at his shop last Saturday. And he threw the gas block on the mill and shaved it down a little bit so that it would fit under the handguard. So thank cool. you uh, to him for that. Yep. And then installed the scope with the Vortex one-piece cantilever mount, and I put a Vortex Diamondback, what is a 4 to 16 by 44 first focal plane scope. I like that. Uh, uh, I like the mount. I don't think I've seen the Vortex uh, single-piece uh, cantilever mount yet. That's good. 
I'm pretty sure, Adriel, they do both the um, quick detach and the bolt-on. This is the bolt-on, not a quick detach. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going with regular rings, but the eye relief was a little sketchy. And so this it was a trade-off here. This is a little bit higher than I would have wanted, um, but it allowed me to move the scope further forward to get the proper eye relief at full magnification. So whatever it is, what it is. Uh, it's a hunting rifle, so chances are I might have clothes with a collar or something. So when I got a couple of layers on there, I'm sure that the uh, cheek weld will be uh, will be fine. I mean, it's fine now anyway. But uh, I put the uh, charging handle on the uh, left side, which is fine. I mean, that way you know you can cycle the action and keep your hands on the fire controls. But there's yep. no lock. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no bolt stop. It doesn't lock back automatically. If there's a mag in there, it locks back on the follower. But once the mag comes out, the bolt goes forward. So if I was carrying this thing slung, I'd be kind of concerned that the the bolt might catch on my clothing and uh, eject around or cause some kind of stoppage. Um, so I think if I was going to carry it slung, I'd actually put the bolt on the other side. Mm. I'd have to. Mm-hmm. Do some drills with it on both sides and, and see drills. What am I saying? That's hilarious. But anyway, that's it. It's put together when um, I renew my range membership somewhere. Uh, probably be down at uh, Filthy Range first because I can get on there easier than I can my own club. So uh, as soon as the road is passable, I'll get my uh, membership renewed and go out and sight it in. I actually have a whole pile of test loads left over from when it was, uh, that barrel was on a gas gun and, uh, I never really went through them all. I was developing loads for accuracy with, uh, three or four different kinds of bullets, uh, burns, solid brass or no, sorry, solid copper, 110 grain. I've got some, um, Hornady 125 and 110. And then I've got another, uh, Sierra 110, I think. So, um, yeah, I'll get out there and, and give those a test. Now that we don't have to worry about whether it cycles or not. And then come home and load up a bunch of the most accurate ones. And then for New Brunswick, it's actually a good hunting caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for everything from varmints right up to whitetail and black bear. So, yep, it'll be my, uh, my primary hunting rifle from now on. Okay. Can you stand up and show us your shirt? People are wondering. Oh, um, so shout out to uh, other Trevor. This is the most recent shirt I got made, and it says, <laughs> who left the bag of idiots open? <laughs> uh, it's a Trevor shirt. The first oh, it's shirt. totally a Trevor shirt. I'll wear it everywhere except for school. <sighs> so, Can I borrow it? Absolutely. I'll get you awesome. one made. Okay. Cool. That's it for me. Adriel, what about you? Uh, oh, I went to the range, did some stuff there, did a little bit of shooting, whatnot. Um, trying to think of, uh, let's see, maple seed call. That was kind of interesting. We did like a shoot boss call and, and, uh, talked about shoot boss stuff. Um, at the range, I shot a bunch of that cheap 308, uh, for accuracy for groups. So I shot, uh, five groups of five on piece of paper for each kind of ammo i ran some nork uh steel case stuff i ran hurtenberger burdan prime sold them older stuff and i ran some ivi uh 308 they're all about the same 
the Nork yeah. gave me a split neck, uh, which was uh, not great. It's not, not what you want to see in your ammo. No. Um, didn't really do anything negative other than that. It didn't like spray gas my face or anything like that, but it's just kind of t- tells, tells you a little bit about the quality of the work that's going into that, that thing. Uh, the other thing I did was uh, I shot that Carcano at close range. So 50 yards. And uh, I wanted to see if the bullets <laughs> keyhole. Cause I, I, I couldn't get it on paper at a hundred is, is part of the reason why. Um, with, hilarious with the tip of the front sight in the valley of the V notch. <laughs> I was aiming at the bottom of the target, the bottom corner of the target. And it's at 50 yards. I was still 12 inches high and about five inches right is what I needed to go. So I was, I was yeah, I was hitting, still hitting high. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, uh, great i guess if, if if i was to keep that carcano and, and keep using it i would uh put get some jb weld uh build a higher front sight it's temporary you can take the jb weld off and uh and that's probably what i would do i'm gonna keep in mind like the gun's made for a some old nasty 160 grain javelin of a bullet and it's probably sighted in for like two, two or three hundred yards yeah Kinda maybe silly. maybe it's because your bullets weren't magic uh, that's a good possibility as well. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I put up the Carcano video, had a bit of fun with it. Yes, yes you did. Yeah. Threw, threw one or two little references in there for the. Yeah. Maybe you want to go to the library though. <laughs> What's that? Maybe you want to go to the library though. <laughs> Why would you want to go to the library? Uh, a a dance library. Our library has just opened up here in Edmonton. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Library. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, I, I was wondering about the keyholing because, story. like the, the the factory bullets I got were two sixty four in diameter or uh, two sixty four in diameter, and that gun wants a two sixty eight bullet. Um, but it, it spun them. It spun them fine. I was getting round holes, no sideways oblong ones, so it's stabilizing the two sixty four bullets. So you may not need, like, depending on your car count, you may not need to run the two sixty eight. But you yet. didn't get it on paper at a hundred, so. I could if I knew where the hell it was hitting at 100. I know now it's hitting gotcha. 20 M away high, even oh, with crap. the tip in the in the notch, and it's hitting okay. uh, uh, 5 M away tip in right. the notch. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so 5 M away what? Right. All right. Okay. It's hitting 5. Uh, it's hitting. Uh, no, sorry, it wouldn't be. It would be ten MOA to the right because I was at fifty, mm. so twenty MOA high, uh, and uh, ten right, and that's with the tip in the buried. Buried. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's gonna be hard to hit stuff unless you like you. You just JB weld it, right? You take that front sight. You'd make yourself a little like put some you know, JB weld on the tip, and then just put it right in there. Yeah. A little no spit. Problem. A little spit of JB <laughs> weld on there. Off you go. I'm gonna leave you guys alone. I'm just gonna <laughs> leave. All right. Well, I, I, just yeah, for but, a minute, though. <laughs> just for a minute. Just, just a bit. Just the tip. Um. So, uh, what else did I do? Uh, Spitfire. I did that video. That's neat. I punched a really nice group at 50 with that Spitfire. Like oh, yeah? half half inch group at 50, just using the regular Spitfire. A nice, nice sight on it. Really nice and clear. No blue mm. like with a, a red dot or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that too. Uh, okay. So I got all videos on the Carcano Spitfire. Some video editing nonsense that doesn't have anything to do with guns. Um, 
Soon I'm going to do a video on uh, crimped versus non-crimped ammo. Because I, I did get up to the that. range and compare those. Uh, cheap 308 accuracy compared I'm working on. How accurate is Tarkov, the video game? Are you really going to work on that? Yeah. Have you started? Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's mostly accurate. Most, most of the stuff they've got in that game is pretty good. Escape from Tarkov, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, it's March. Maple Ridge Armory, Renegade, it should be here. Uh, no, Maverick. Maverick is the gun I bought. Yeah. Yeah. I should have one of those this month or in a month or month and a half or whatever. You got the adult version of mine, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you got one of the first ones, so it should be out soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ryan Ryan was saying it was going to be Marchish, end of Marchish. Yeah. 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 That's what I expect. March, maybe early April, whatever. Don't care. I've, I haven't stripped my, uh, uh, my parts that I need for it yet, but I got most of them. So it'll, it'll take me like, I don't know. Not I'd imagine long. I'll have it built in an hour or so. That includes stripping cool. the parts I need. And oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that video, by the way. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And then I got a, I got a butt pad in the, uh, slip on <laughs> butt pad mm-hmm. in, the, in the mail. I, ac- mm-hmm. I think it's, I accidentally got the white supremacist model. And why do you oh, say yeah? that? Yeah, well, let me just show you here. Like, so it's got this this cross section, but if you squeeze it, you get like little knots, little swastikas. Oh, jeez. I got got the dad joke in there. Fantastic. Uh, That's all I needed. (laughs) For the audio listeners, it's like, it's a, what do you call this? Ventilated butt pad? Yep. You like squish it down. You get <laughs> the X's turn into like little swastikas. <laughs> or no, actually, it's, it's it's the wrong way, isn't it? Is that the wrong way? Is that the Indian swastika one? The one that's like Ooh, not the I white supremacist? Know, I, I don't know. You couldn't get us canceled. Uh, I'll try. I'll <laughs> Just try. whatever you do, make sure you don't put it on like a Mauser. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that'd be the best match, wouldn't it? No. Okay. No. Yes. I have actually. Never mind. You don't need to put more on them. I got a youth a Deutschmark, Deutschmark, Deutschwerk Model One youth rifle. It has a swastika on it. This would go perfect. Just saying. They give everyone who's born in Germany one of those, or no? I bought one. I bought it. Oh, you bought it? Yeah, and yeah, I went and bought it. A piece of your heritage? Like I don't understand what's going on here. (laughs) No, like it's. It's actually cool. It is a cool little. It's a German youth rifle, and I yeah, I was born in Germany. I'm, my it's brother a, actually had one too, and I got a really killer deal on it. I couldn't turn it <laughs> you off. You have to Damn. say killer deal on the Nazi rifle, really. Yes. <laughs> you have to keep calling the piece of Nazi memorabilia cool instead of just you know historically it is, significant. It's historically significant. It is what it is. Like it is, and according yeah. to you, it's cool. Well. No. And it came at a killer deal. Shush. <laughs> What's that expression when you rip somebody off? What is that? <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Anyways, it, yeah. I was that's uh that's it for me. I'm gonna be making All more right. nonsense videos. Let's hear some more Kelly's hate speech. Go ahead, Kelly. What what else were you up to? <laughs> oh crap. Uh I'm gonna then I'm hate speech. I'm gonna start with some no. Um uh, 
Last week and I spent the weekend with the CCFR Gunny Girls, the executive team, and it was a whole bunch of fun. So I went over to the Kincaid Ranch and Tracy Wilson, as well as Kelly and all. Was I this a pajama party? You know what? It kind of was, but it wasn't because we. Because you didn't wear pajamas. Yes. No, because we didn't have matching onesies. We kept saying we got to buy matching onesies, but. We had fun. We drank some wine. We drank some uh, 12 barrels whiskey, which is awesome. When did the and, pillow fights happen? Uh, they technically didn't. The guys were there, too. So. You are really, really, really ruining my fantasy right now. I did know. No one sniff anybody? No. What the? Only when well, they're sleeping. I, well, I'm like, so yeah. over this story. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. So, Colin and uh, Kyle were there as well, well as Given the amount the of you ladies. that are over the age of 50, you were probably all in bed by 10 o'clock. <sighs> yeah. After anyways. Matlock. <laughs> Nobody there was over the age of 50. <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. Nobody, no, oh, they didn't sniff each other, have pillow fights. They took turns rubbing oh, Ben Gay on each other's feet and sore backs. No, but we did. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. We wore these gold masks. They were really cool and did that. Uh, yeah, you know what? We, worked. we did the traditional, you know, breakfast or not breakfast, but coffee down in the, well, it's now considered, it's not a tree stand. It's not the deer stand. It's actually the coffee clatch area. So we walked down the road and hopped up into the tree stand and we drank our coffee there. It was so nice. And then we came back and we ate like five pounds of bacon. So that was good. Ended on a high note. Good job. We ended on a high note. So it was uh, just a, it was an impromptu get together. So it wasn't really all that planned, but it was really well, it was really, really needed. So, and we had so many, we had so many laughs all night. Anyways, uh, what else? I uh, did the shoot boss meeting that Adriel was talking about. So we got some plans coming uh, or happening for Project Maple Seed. I'll tell you about in a little bit. I uh, watched Adriel on a high def t- a TV. That was a big screen. So he's got a really big shiny head. That's all I have to say about that. And what else? I signed up for my Black Badge course, the one that was canceled in May. And then this is the first one that's being offered at FRPC uh, again in a whole year. So I signed up for that. So it's going to be happening in May again, middle of May. So that's going to be happening. I'm going to start training for that. Uh, So actually what I did was made a date with Kelly Kincaid. We're going to go to the range on Saturday night to to, to start training for that. Just have to go through some of the drills. Are you going to win the... uh, Black badge? It's not a match. I mean, there's always going to be someone who's going to be the best at the black badge. Yeah, stop. You, everything's true. a contest. Yeah, what are you like? True. It's not. It's not a match. It's not okay. a match, but it is a contest. You got to get the highest score on the uh, open book exam. Yes, you gotta, that's true. You got to have all your qualifications <laughs> done without reshoots. You got to have more alphas than anybody else. You can totally yeah. contest the hell out of this thing. I, and yeah, I there know. is a level two match requirement, so you got to mm-hmm. win that. So I don't know why you didn't think this was a contest. Okay, so the black badge. My my goal for this black badge is to actually get through it and not DQ after I actually do the How test. How many times do, do we and then need to do, talk about process versus outcome goals on the <sighs> podcast? So, but yeah, there is going to be a contest. My other thing uh, that I want to do is make sure that I don't, you know, threaten the person that's doing the testing or anything like that because I might get kicked out for that too. So, that, that depends. Do they need to be threatened? 
No, Henri's a really, really nice guy. He's well, also actually you ex- You've got some anger management issues. I know. You know. It's, you know what it is? It's COVID. I'm really actually, and that fact that, you know what, I'm getting to the age. It's kind of like I said it the other day. Get I've off got, my lawn. Do you I've need got, that shirt now? I've, I've gotten to the age where I'm grumpy old men like Trevor. And I think it, it's like, Finally. yeah, I'm just, I think COVID is impacting that a little bit. Well, there's a thing. It's called COVID fatigue, where everyone is sick and tired of the world being a goddamn hot mess over the flu. So, yeah. No, I'm just tired. Uh, You you could trash talk everyone else at your your black badge. (laughs) Just like when someone does something poor, just be like, oh, like, why'd you even come? Just like right? just bring the the, the <laughs> Boy, A, me, A game yeah. trash and talk. Then, and you look, you look so them fun. right in the eye, Kelly, and say, "Let me tell you about this other sport you might want to check out called IDPA. It's for people <laughs> who are no good. That's where the Ipsickers who wash up go. Well, why say IDPA? Mm-hmm. Just say golf. <laughs> well, because I was trying to make fun of IDPA. I guess that's why I said IDPA. <laughs> okay. I thought it was obvious, but if you're true, I mean, we can talk about golf if you want on a gun show. That would be no. Well, that's the no. exact opposite. Fishing. Fishing. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I signed up for my black badge course. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that, so yeah, I've done the, uh, we're going to do some of the drills on Saturday. Uh, they are doing, Thursday nights are doing drills and until the actual black badge, but I have something to do on Thursday nights. Thanks a lot, guys. You mean classroom? You doing your you doing shooting drills before the classroom portion? No, we're going to go practice. So Henri is offering, uh, you know, uh, shooting practice on Thursday ah, cool. nights that's to cool. get ready for the black badge. Nice. But I'm busy. Oh, that's too bad. I'm well, sure a lot of people will take advantage of it. That's really, that's really cool that the instructor yeah, is making himself is really available. Cool. He also, oh, or I can know, actually take a hiatus and or quit. From okay, so anyway, back to Henri being a good guy. Um, <laughs> it gives people a chance to work out any kinks in their gear Absolutely. as well, because sometimes yeah. people show up with inappropriate holsters or yeah. they haven't got a clue how to set up their mag pouches. So that Thursday night saves a lot of time when you do the actual official qualifying in the first match for sure. Yeah. Have you ever so, had anyone show up to a mat, uh, to a uh, black badge having the rear sight on their pistol all the way to the right? Or some other nonsense? Like, have, have um, you ever had that? I've, the only time I've come across that, Adriel, was someone gave me their gun at a oh, crony stage where I had to shoot it over the chronograph to check the, uh, to calibrate their power ammo. Factor. Yeah, the power factor. And uh, they didn't tell me that they had a flinch that would make someone look like they're having a grand mal seizure, like a tick. <laughs> And I shot the chronograph sticks that hold up the light shade. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, yeah. I flinch a lot. So my my sight is pushed all the way over. It was actually so, an open gun, too. It was ridiculous. Oh, I had to hold oh. it almost like six inches to the right. Hmm. But in a black badge, no, I've not seen anything. I've seen all kinds of tomfoolery, I guess, but nothing else sight-related is, is coming to mind. But we usually do a good job of having the instructor speak to each and every student ahead of time to find out if their gear is squared away. So mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing is uh, Maple Seed events. I was telling you about it. Uh, we are going to be, I've been getting a lot of emails and postings and questions and messages and things like that. We are going to be posting events soon. So stay tuned. Yes. Soon. And when people say, 
How soon? I don't know. Soon. <laughs> See, this is the grumpy old man coming out at me. <laughs> Shut up. Hurry up and wait. <laughs> It'll be soon. Don't worry. Just keep watching right the aid. website for updates. Thank you. Or you can actually go to the website, put in your little email, and then you will get an email notification. when we. Or if you don't want to wait, feel free to contact Kelly twice a week or so and ask yeah. for updates. She loves that. <laughs> she loves to work with the clients and talk to people. And... Trevor? Yes? Trevor? I'm not asking. I'm just you're, trying to help them. You're really making me want to actually come down there and bite you in the ass. Promise? I'll try to be a good time. I'll send you gas money. Anything else you want to complain about before we move on upcoming events? No, we're good. You can. All right, forward. get off my lawn. That's your new. That's your new middle name, Kelly. Get off Goodbye, my lawn. Mom. Upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help. Uh, they help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. You can learn more at telosalpha.com. Save this date. What's this? The CUSF Women's Program Spring Launch, Wednesday, the tenth of March. Oh wow, that's like in six days. Yep. It'll be at five p.m. Pacific Standard Time, eight p.m. Eastern Standard. Where on the Google? Hey, you know what? what? I, I I'm going to interrupt you, and the reason is because we're going to have the ladies on as our guests tonight. Okay, so they're going to talk about this. So All do, right. Do we Moving really need on. to talk about this? So, no. Really, what about so. the um, Manitoba, Alberta events? <laughs> we want to talk about these Project Maple Seed stuff, or did we already just uh, make it clear that if anyone wants to know anything about Maple Seed anywhere there, to email you twice a week? Is that what we're going with, or would you like me to read these? No, they can just email the province specific at maplesecouplement.com. Facebook, text message, uh, <laughs> carrier pigeon. In no. smoke signal. You're not getting Knock on the my door. phone number. Cold, but here's what you need call. to know. All kidding aside, one, you need to know Kelly is really cranky. And <laughs> two, <laughs> every provincial coordinator has their own um, email address. So it's the province at mapleseedrifleman.com. So we've That's got correct. Ryan in Manitoba, uh, Alberta. I think it'll be Adriel. So it's Alberta at mapleseedrifleman.com. Ontario, there's probably some crazy old lady in charge of it there. And if you want to reach her twice a week, it's Ontario at mapleseedrifleman.com. Screw it. Screw it up so it won't go through. I'm and kidding. Then in, I would love to well, hear from I will everybody. give you Kelly's personal email and cell phone number if you reach out to me later. Hey. Yes? It goes both ways. You know that, don't you? Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'll play nice. Okay. Uh, British Columbia is just straight up BC. So it's the letter B and the letter C at maplesiderifleman.com. So please flash mob them and, uh, you know, just are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I want you to do your best Bart and Lisa impression and, um, yeah, ask them constantly when the uh, first events are going to be. They're going up. Yay. I'm actually excited about it. We get to go shooting and do maple seeds. Mm -hmm. I really, I really miss doing. Do Winter's we though? Almost over. Yes, I do. Do we? Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. And and I need to see proof of vaccination at the door. I'm waiting for that one. Bastards. Oh God! Not in it'll be a province. thing. It'll be a thing. Not not here. No, not in Canada. Texas. Oh, I love <laughs> Texas. Did you see what Texas did? No, we're not doing it. We're going to talk about guns. All right, news. CCFR Legal Fund Donations, Eastern Ontario Shooting Club, $1,500. Uh, 
they had a match to raise that. That was awesome. Oh, really? That's mm-hmm. excellent. Uh, I didn't know you guys were allowed to have matches in Ontario. Good for you. Numbers and uh, squatting uh, and yeah. Yeah, we're all back. So like New Brunswick is all orange. So we're allowed to travel. Well, we were always legally allowed to travel. But anyway, no one's going to use harsh words against you now if you travel between healthcare <laughs> zones. Um, March 7th, we all go to yellow. But I see certain um, gun clubs, and not that I want to call anybody out, but I'll start with Woodstock. Woodstock <laughs> is having events, and they're saying members only. There's there's some clubs that are still doing that. And like like we were talking about the yeah. other week there, they got to let members, they got to let guests in because uh, the uh, shooting yeah. sports will go nowhere if yeah. people can't get uh, into the shooting matches. You see, in Woodstock, um, there's a, a major dickhead by the name of Jeff Young who likes oh, to pretend you that he there. runs things. Oh, and this is probably, this has got like a Jeff Young written all over it. He's the biggest prick I know and is really destroying that club. So I'm willing to bet that this is a Jeff Young policy. Uh, moving you can on. reach Trevor Furlock. Oh, uh, he can reach my ass and take a big kiss of it. <laughs> Fucking jerking. Tin, okay. Tin, what? Nothing. Oh, Nothing. Tintin Nothing. Gun Club in Faro, Yukon. 200 bucks. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. How many people do you think are in Faro, Yukon? Uh, I don't know. I don't think Four? that there's very many at all. So There's probably dozens of them. <laughs> But they made a donation. It doesn't matter. They got their they got themselves on the map. They're doing their part for the fight, and we appreciate it. So every yeah. little bit counts. Uh, news. Um, He's going to go and look at that, aren't you? Three hundred and forty-four people there. That is a small town. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there was also so this first news story is related to the uh, attack that happened in Nova Scotia last April, mm-hmm. and a watchdog declares RCMP officers who shot at Nova Scotia Fire Hall during the mass shooting, uh, they've been cleared. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, um, is anybody surprised? And I mean, no, it was but. unfortunate, but I mean, I, I don't see what what shit happens when everything is falling apart around you, so. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care that they were cleared. It I don't really uh, care. I don't really care that they're cleared either. Because when you take like we don't know, we don't understand the the situation of how much information they had or, or didn't have, mm-hmm. and the court could probably dig into that a little bit more. Uh, it would have been <laughs> it's going to be horrible, but um, they didn't hit anyone with rifles from fifty yards. They probably need like to brush up on their uh, on their marksmanship skills because uh, you should be able to hit someone at fifty yards with a rifle. Well, I'm glad they didn't. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, we thought he, we thought he was the guy we shot at him, shot at him or shot him. Like it shouldn't, it should Mm. be one of the, one or the other at 50 yards near him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought at first it was, I thought it was like, Oh, that's a pistol at 50 yards. It's going up in a vertical string. That's some guy like hammering on a handgun and and getting excited with it. As soon as they, that, that this news article came out rifles, they did that with patrol rifles. Oof. Mm-hmm. Ugh. They need to brush up on their accuracy. Yeah, big time. Yeah. The other thing too is the um, the cert report has been released. I follow a podcast called uh, Thirteen Hours. Mm-hmm. It's a global news podcast about the uh, the attack in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and uh, they just dropped the bonus episode. The uh, cert report has been released. So, um, serious incident report. 
I'd be Have curious you listened to, to see it? If... No, I'm, not yet. I I'm just saw it this afternoon. So. Yeah, I think let's, that. Let's know next week. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, interesting. On it. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like a little bit curious about it. Yeah. Can all right. Just before we say goodbye to this, again, imagine the fallout if they actually had hit somebody as well. So I'm glad that they didn't. I mean, they cleared them. There was we don't know what was going on. We don't know what was going on, but what we do know that it was a massive cluster. You know what? Yeah. I see. yeah. Even if they had hit somebody, Kelly, I still think they would have been cleared. Oh, I, I know they would have. Yeah. But. Again, it would have just been lives destroyed all around on all sides. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm not going to armchair quarterback it because just nope. everything was a shit show that day. So yep. you can't say, well, they should have did or I would have did or it's just not appropriate at all. So yeah. I'm glad they were cleared because it just wouldn't have, wouldn't help wouldn't help anything. I mean, is the training um, mistakes were made? Training will improve. And people will learn from this, and you know, mm. hopefully, if um, ever we have another incident like this somewhere in Canada, the response will be uh, will be better. So it's hard to imagine that any training will make any difference because the last the last times we've had incidences like this have been never. We've never had an well, incident where no, someone dressed mean, up like a cop and went on a, a killing spree. So, like the, the I, th I think one of the issues is that these kind of things happen are, are fairly rare, especially in Canada. Yep. And thirty years from now, if someone does it again, all that training will have been gone by then. Thirty years, they won't be training for this kind of thing in thirty years. Yeah, it's just there was there's there I. I you probably know disagree. more. You, you probably know more about it than I do, though, because you have been listening to more of the podcasts on it. Whereas I'm totally armchairing this from uh, uh, and not paying a lot of attention. Well, the areas that I think, based on the things that I've read and the things that I've heard on podcasts, that um, will be improved upon, I hope, are the uh, breakdowns in communication. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, that was huge. You know? And I mean, yeah. um, I'm sure lessons were learned from uh, the Moncton incident, but I don't see that any of them were really applied here. Like the no. response was um, the one thing that uh, I can I can't get past. No matter how much time goes by, is using Twitter when they can buzz everyone's cell. Not everyone has Twitter, but almost everyone has a cell phone and if you had done a media blitz on public radio am fm on the local like cbc uh stations just the emergency alert system because we and all not out. just no because no what i mean is everybody's going to everybody foremost that yeah. should have been used yeah yeah not twitter there's no excuse you're talking rural Nova Scotia, where some people don't have, uh, never mind, don't have Twitter. They don't have Wi-Fi or internet at home. You know, like, stop it. What are you thinking? Twitter's that where was... you go to complain about people. Everything. It's not where you go to get, like, <laughs> pressing news. Yeah. You know, and, um, and, and as a society, anyone who calls 911 to ask a question should be charged. Mm -hmm. It's for emergencies only. And whenever something goes down, idiots start calling 911 to ask questions. Like, what's the first thing they say? 911, where is your emergency? Yeah, is it true there's a shooter? Shut up. You know, 
that that just pisses me off because that caused problems. There was a another supposed they thought there might be an active shooter like a week later in Halifax or something. They thought there were shots fired, and nine one one system was almost crippled because of all the morons calling to ask questions. Never call nine one one to ask questions. Like find out your local detachment's telephone number. Anyway, all right. Uh, BC targets gang and drug violence in new gun bill. Adriel, did you put that in? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to go through or not. I don't know what BC's legislative uh, environment is like or any of that kind of stuff, but this did get tabled today, I believe. This is first reading. And they're basically adding on a whole whack load of extra stuff. I don't think this is going to survive a charter challenge. There's a whole bunch of stuff in this bill that I don't think would survive a charter no. challenge. Now, like, sure. and that's because there's, there's stuff that's like, like by far in addition to what the federal government uh, it requires. There's stuff that's like way past what Quebec's tried to do and succeeded at doing. Uh, and I, I just don't think a lot of it will will stick. But um, yeah, this whole thing, like the police or peace officers can ask to see your guns whenever. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Uh, and if people if it gets scared that you and your friends are playing airsoft in the field, that's a charge. So some of this are is you the, some of this, some this is my summary. Some of this is my. I summary. know. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> essentially, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. 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 That piece is in there. Let me. Uh, Remember let me when we were up, kids uh, and we had like pellet guns and. Yeah, you won't be able to do that unless and... you get a pal for your kid, and then it's fine. Uh. So <laughs> yeah, minors. Uh, can't have uh, you can't sell them. Uh, they're calling it a low velocity firearm. I don't know that a that a pellet gun is a low velocity firearm, or that an airsoft gun is a low velocity firearm. But that's what they're um, calling them now. Uh, it's okay as long as the miner pr- produces a fake ID. It's fine. So uh, if if the miner like gives you like a I don't know one of those like McLovin uh, driver's licenses, good to go sell all the ones you want to to them that's fine uh but yeah there's all these like really weird rules now that they're trying to put through for miners transporting or carrying or storing these low velocity firearms so like pellet guns and airsoft and and that kind of thing it's real weird real weird like i get it they don't want to get uh teenagers to get like shot by the cops when they when they draw out their their airsoft pistol on the cops but uh teach kids better and they won't get shot True. Uh, there's some like weirdness around like where you can store or transport a gun to in terms of like property. Like realistically, we're gonna have to wait for Ian to do a video on this one. And yeah. like I don't like I don't know what the likelihood of this thing going through is because uh, it's I don't know some provincial bill. I'm not sure if this is uh, well, likely to move through. Ian actually talked about that last week. He said that this is ripe for charter challenges and he doesn't see even if uh, the liberals enact it, he doesn't see the municipal handgun uh, bans actually going through just because, and just, just to clarify, this is for bill four. This is the BC one. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Uh, They're making like, they don't want gang members going to shooting ranges. So their solution to that is like, everyone's going to log everyone who goes to a shooting range. Okay. If you don't have a license pro tip, they mm-hmm. don't go to the range. What they do is they go to Jane and Finch and use that. As That's their the range. other side of the pro- country. Is in BC. I know. I don't know. To, I, don't I don't know, know where. It, okay, where in BC are they going? Motorcycle gang members have been to ranges. 
Yeah. Some oh, are smart enough true. to take their patches off. Some not. Mm. True. That's true. But like this doesn't stop them from going to the range. This just like logs it. It logs it in some paper book somewhere that pff, no one's ever going to look at. Uh, some CFOs want that book handed in. Like Oof. it's just, I don't know if they've ever asked for it here in New Brunswick, but the CFO requires a login book at New Brunswick ranges. Well, we've got login books. At yeah, we got login our, our ranges. ranges. Yes, as but, well. but it depends. Yeah, okay, a lot of people have login books, but some clubs have them because they want them. Other clubs have them simply because the CFO mandates it. So just to say we have one doesn't mean that it's there because the man says it needs to be there and that it's then collected. Well, the difference is like the, the ones that are at most ranges are to prove like this person with this restricted firearm potentially had a restricted firearm, went to our range at this time, right? Or the, on this day. So that if they get stopped by the cops on the way home or something like that, I guess there's a paper trail on it, right? This is different because this is, well, if they don't have a license, they have to provide, geez, I think it's like two pieces yeah, of if ID. They're, if they're not... Um, outside of a direct route between home and range, they shouldn't have to prove anything. But um, Quebec, you know, with Quebec has uh, law nine and law 20, um, one of those two requires that if you have a restricted firearms license, you need to go use it at a range once a year. And that has to be, and you have to document that. So hmm. the CFO is collecting that stuff there in Quebec because it's Quebecistan and Canada's rules aren't good enough for us. We need our own because even the constitution says that we are distinct and special. So, you know, yeah. screw but those like guys. The, the logging to paper, like that might be something that they do and they never digitize because that's like a total pain in the ass to oh, God, digitize yes. all that paper. So it's probably just like put in a big pile and thrown away once every two years or so because the pile gets too big. I'd imagine that's what they do with most of this paperwork. Same as if you were to go into a Cabela's or Canadian Tire and like buy powder and fill out the crappy little paper slip. No one's digitizing that. No. Not with my handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) My printing's awful. (laughs) That's good for nothing. Uh, Let's see what else is on here. Yeah, so it's the ID. Uh, if, If you get pulled over with a firearms charge, they'll impound your vehicle. There's like a whole huge mungus um, section on here about that. There's some parts around inspection, search, and seizure. So the the standard MO right now is like if you're on the rate of the range, you get pulled over by a cop and they say, hey, it looks like you got a gun in the back. Can I see that? You're like, no, it's in my car. I'm not going to do that. Uh, you're not going to be able to do that because they're going to be able to uh, just ask for it. So. Uh, duty to permit peace officer to inspect certain weapons and things on request a peace officer who's exercising power must do the, uh, permit inspection of a weapon or thing that appears to be a firearm or prohibited device or ammo or I don't know why they'd examine ammo, but it's in there too, just to cover their bases. Which this is ammo can just go off, you know. Odd. This is prohibited ammunition. <laughs> it's like, what is it going to be like? AP? <laughs> this is API. It's got an incendiary in there. Tracer. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other nonsense. Again, like, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to speculate on this because Ian's ultimately uh, a lot better of a source for, for this kind of thing. So I don't know how much deeper want to go on this, uh, this bill for thing without just. Did he say he was going to do one? He do you want it? Because this is this is a fairly yeah, a overreaching uh, and yeah, yeah, that's the thing he does. You know, one thing that was interesting. Did you see this part right at the end? Uh, wait, where is it? 
motor vehicle. Where's the firearm act? There's a part where it's like, this repeals the firearm act. <laughs> what? Look at this. This bill repeals the firearm act and replaces it that act with a new act. <laughs> oh my. Well, first of all, provinces cannot repeal a federal act or no, they can't do that. So maybe this is like a, a, a can't possibly work bill. That's, that's a possibility. Right. Anyways, I don't, I don't really know how much I want to talk about this because yeah. it just turned out to be nothing. The queen signed it, you know, that means that Bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's no way in hell that a province can actually override the queen. Well, I don't know why we should be picking, you know, leaders by whoever can like pull a sword out of a, out of a swamp. It seems like yep. you should have some sort of democracy or something like that. I didn't well, vote hey. for the queen. No, no, <laughs> no, you did not. Uh, Although I, you live in Canada. So I can't, I can't pull an, I can't pull an accurate enough quote off of, uh, Monty Python to, to mm. get that right. Yeah, that was a good. Uh, I I know the scene you're talking about. I can't pull any quotes from it either, mm. but excellent, good job. I tried. I I I, I half-assed an attempt and I failed miserably. Mm. Good job. I think I was getting it anyway. I knew it was a Monty Python that whole King of the Brits dialogue there. Yeah, I don't remember voting for this king. Yeah, no, it's good. Yep. Mm. I think where you went astray was pulling the the sword out of the swamp. I think you kind of yeah. yeah. All right, redeem yourself. Anywho, do the Czech, next thing. Czech Republic, they're going into a lockdown, so there's going to be a shortage on CZ products. Is what they're saying. Lame. Yeah, but but what? They're gonna they're they bought coal. Are they going to produce yeah. in Canada? Not sure. Because I'm pretty sure Cold Canada came as part of that. Yeah, they're going to produce in Canada. Are we going to have CZ Canada products? I have no that idea. That would be amazing. It However, would be. If you're CZ or anyone else, you don't touch Canada with Trudeau in charge. Why would you invest any money into producing anything when Trudeau is beating his sunken in girly chest about taking everything away from us? Like, because no they can pay Canadians 30% less than Americans. And then ship out, export it to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's why. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Touche. 70 mm-hmm. cents on the dollar. I sit corrected. Wow. When has that ever happened? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you weren't paying attention. It literally just happened. I... Try and keep up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. You're, That's all you're I got to say about that. That's all right, cool. Well, then that. let's say something about the next thing then, which is... Um, what are we doing next? So New gun stuff? Action yeah, but All Bolt right, Action cool. Coffee. So we're an ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. And uh, it's roasted in small batches. And it's quite honestly some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Send it to your house by going to, or my house, or Kelly's house. I'm just saying, we're going to buy it. Yeah, rather than sending me a bag of dicks again, thank you very much, you could send me a bag of coffee. I'm just saying. Um, you can do that. Send it to me or anyone or yourself, I guess, if you want to be selfish, by going to boltactioncoffee.com. And we have a discount code for you. All caps, SLAMFIRE. We'll get you a couple of pennies off on your Java. So I've had it. Yum, yum, it's yum, awesome. Yum. Yep. It is good. It is. Sweet. New gun stuff. The Walther PDP. What's this about, Adriel? Why do uh, I want you're one? Nev- you're never going to guess what it is. It's a polymer-framed striker-fired pistol. From what? what? We need one of these. 
<laughs> Finally, <laughs> someone is making a polymer pistol that striker fired with an optic on it. Finally. <laughs> Just what what are these are these guys late to the dance? Like are they the last ones to do this? Uh no, because they had one before. I would say well, that had, there's yeah, they've had uh, a couple of different polymer striker fired pistols. Yeah. I like it. They came up with a polymer striker fired pistol, which was argu- arguably one of the best. They had mm-hmm. the uh, what was it? The PPQ? Walter what? PQ. Mm-hmm. And there's the PQ Navy, and then there's the PQ X5. PPQ. No, X- PPQ. Yeah. And what did they do? They introduced the same gun with a steel frame. <laughs> Yeah, and then they went back to polymer again. Right. It's full circle. First, full circle. Full circle all the way. Yep, we've come all the way around. Yeah, so this looks cool. It's got a rail for a light. It's got some really neat forward cocking serrations. You've got uh, sights on the gun that seem to perhaps co-witness with the optic. Comes you can, the you can. The, I think one of the cool things is, yeah, they they, they use Glock sights. No way. Yeah, yeah. So oh, cool. Glock sights, optic. They're all optics ready. So they all come with the plate that you can swap in with the red dot. And they have uh, humongous slide serrations. Yeah. Like ridiculous slide serrations. It's got a proper magazine release. The um, Not the paddle on the trigger guard. It's got a, a thumb button, button magazine release. It's got that nice, long, extended slide stop. So you can reach all the controls easily, no matter what size your hands are. I would say the mag button looks lots large. There's also like a... The grip is kind of raised to prevent you from hitting the mag button while you're drawing it out of the holster. So it almost has like a protection on there. Mm-hmm. Stop it from getting accidentally engaged coming up from the bottom, from the underside of the trigger guard. Trigger guard looks very Glock-esque. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, haven't, I haven't watched very many reviews. I watched um, Vickers Tactical review it, but that guy is such a shill that it's hmm. impossible to even see what's going on. Well, it's, I mean, he's a horrific shill. Horrific. You can't, like, it's not even worth watching his videos. He must not have been like that all the time. Well, no, he's just what he does for a living now. So he wasn't always like that. He used to kill people for a living. Now he gets paid to talk about guns. So is he a shill or is he a smart businessman? I think he's a smart businessman. Right. Yeah. You guys are way too nice. The biggest (laughs) shill. The biggest example of a shill I ever saw, and I love this man. I've trained with this man. I'm mad respect for this man, but he did do this one thing, which made me question his shill level, and that was Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw did a video once upon a time about why he would never carry a 1911 until he got paid to do so. Hmm. And complete 180. I remember this guy who hated 1911s. (laughs) I never made a video saying I'd never carry one, though, did I? No, but you... Or on a podcast week after week telling people that they're idiots. Sorry, never mind. Well, no, some some people are idiots need to be told, like Jeff Young. But um, when it comes to <laughs> 1911s, so I love 1911s for competition. Competition is a <clears throat> game. It doesn't matter. I would still, to this day, never carry a, a 1911. And I can assure you the list of reasons why far exceeds the gun's capacity. Okay. <laughs> I do remember... When I was playing with the 1911, and you made so much fun of me. I made fun of everybody. And yeah, I know, because you were a Glock boy. I also got you to get rid of that stupid thing that you had and buy a Glock. What did? What was that you had? Beretta? What? Beretta PX. <sighs> yeah. Probably get moved. No, it was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Anyways, PDP, sub five pound trigger. 
eight hundred thirty bucks for Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on par with the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, it. This next I one. actually like it too. MDT has released an ultra light hunting chassis. So if you wanted precision, Oof. but you wanted something super, uh, anytime you talk about ultra light, it's going to be expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're paying more for less. <laughs> yeah. You're it's paying like, them to remove uh, all that material. It's like when you get into like ultralight bikes. It's like all of a sudden you're like, you go from a thousand bucks to like five thousand bucks very quickly. Yeah, but in that case, you're paying for high end materials that the bike's constructed of. There's almost like not less bicycle, there's just lighter bicycle. When you look at this thing, there's less gun. Yeah. It's also lighter weight. Yep. Is it 26 ounces? There's a lot of carbon fiber on this bad boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 0.74 kg or 1.6 pounds for the whole Now that's just system. the chassis. Once yes. you get your barrel and but that's the grip, that's the stock, that's that's a lot of yeah. I still wonder if it plastic. weighs less than my Savage 30-06 with a plastic stock though. I can't. Uh, I can't weigh it less. It depends than that. on what you do with your barrel and your scope, I think. Well, if we go with a hunting profile barrel, not some heavy profile barrel, mm-hmm. I wonder. Probably about the same. Mm, okay. So probably about the same, but like with a stiffer, way, cha- a way stiffer chassis, mm-hmm. uh, and and whatnot. And you know what it's like to hold an aluminum handguard in the cold, in Alberta cold. It yeah. just goes this right to your carbon bone. Fiber. Exactly. So they put carbon better. fiber where it needs to be. Well thought out. Yeah. Okay. MDT makes quality product. Let's just say that Canadian. And that's it. Magnesium, that's say. Let's magnesium just say that. chassis. Yeah. So, like, it's not aluminum chassis; it's magnesium. Oh, that'll so even... up the cost and reduce the weight. Yep. Yeah. And you can uh, always use it to start a fire. True. Yeah. You shave a little bit off of it. Burn it. Yep. So it's a survival rifle, really. Correct. This is true. And yep. see, Kelly just wanted us to say that MDT was Canadian. <laughs> Thanks for contributing, Kelly. When you're when you're uh, lost in the in the Canadian North, you can you can shave it down and light it on fire and save right. your life. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Do you know that MDT and Savage are now? working together yeah mdt's been doing stuff for savage and i think they've been doing mossberg too yeah. they did remington as yeah. well you used to be able to buy a remington in the same chassis that i had mine in remington's like defunct now yeah carbon fiber stock carbon fiber grip everything's carbon fiber on this thing magnesium it's and nice. carbon fiber now we know Home why it's so bloody light carbon fiber buttstock ah yeah i like it that's the and right way to do that and why it costs what it costs. And it's not exorbitant. I, if you like ultralight hunters spend a lot, it's, it's mm-hmm. one of those, like you're going to go sheep hunting and you're going to spend like 10, 15 grand on the hunt anyways, a thousand bucks for a stock that makes your rifle like super duper light and, mm-hmm. uh, mm, folds, folds, the folding on it looks really good too. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Optic yeah. is bigger than his actual. What are the, um, action op, op, op options? Savage, Probably. Remington, Tika. Okay. Nothing else matters. Not really. Even the Remington doesn't really matter, but like seven, Savage, seven, or sorry, Remington 700, like other better manufacturers make uh, actions that fit into that as well. That is a damn good looking package, man. Yep. Go back to the picture where dude's holding it up by the scope. Yeah. This guy right, right here. Yeah. Look at that. Me likey. Compact. Like, but like with all this stuff on it, it's probably just as heavy as like a regular hunting rifle. But I don't. Well, maybe but it's got a bipod and it's got a like really good scope on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it may weigh the same as a hunting rifle, but a, a hunting rifle with a, a synthetic stock, not a wood stock. Correct. Synthetic stock and a crappier scope, a crappier lighter weight scope, not something big and bulletproof like a knife. Yeah. Force. He's what is that? A knife force? Yeah. yeah. So you're, yeah. you're probably, I mean, you might, but if you're trying to cut the weight down and it's just a hunting rifle, you don't need a knife force scope. No, but don't let me discourage you from buying one. If you got knife force money, spend it. <clears throat> I like how trim it is around the uh, magwell. It's like real yep. sleek. Yeah. Now, um, what do we have for box fed detachable magazine options? Oh, I think it's AICS. I think okay. all their, their stuff is AICS. Yeah. So they should be photographing it with the, what, with the mag. Arca? You can get a, you can get an integrated Arca rail in the front. Oh, that's sweet. What's an Arca rail? It's like a, it's a standard rail for that. The PRS guys use, and it's, uh, it's what they mount their bipod to. You can move the bipod back and forth very easily, better than you can with M lock, like more conveniently. Cause you can use like a little torsion nut or lever to like undo it and then move it forward or move it back or, or whatever you need to and move your stuff around. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Neato. Cool. All right. Okay. Cool. What's all next? I got to say about that. That's all I got to oh, say about that. that. All so, right. All right. Let's get into the main topic. For tonight's main topic, we're having the ladies from QSIP, which is the Canadian University Shooting Federation Women's Committee. And they're on to talk tonight about the women's event that's going to be happening to celebrate International Women's Day that's happening on, well, International Women's Day is on March 8th, but we're going to be having an event on March 10th. So I wanted to say thanks for coming on tonight, ladies. It's great to see you again. So Thanks, Kelly. Great to see you too. Yeah, thanks for having us. Awesome. So we have uh, Casey and uh, Denine. They're from Lady Guns. And we have Regina, who's from QSIV. So, um, well, I was going to get you guys to introduce yourselves. Uh, you've been on before. <laughs> so that you're old hats with us. And we've been doing, we've been doing the circuit with podcasts. So, yeah. Um, if you've watched some other podcasts, you probably have, uh, get, you probably know these ladies. But uh, Regina, why don't you actually tell us about who you are? and what you do with Yusuf, and then we'll go on to uh, Denine and Casey. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so as uh, Kelly said, my name is Regina, and uh, I am part of QSIF, and I'm the director of the QSIF Women's Program. Uh, so QSIF, so the Women's Program, what should I say with QSIF? So QSIF is a whole, so QSIF is an organization uh, that we help um, uh, university clubs firearm clubs get started right yeah. uh, so that's like our main goal of uh, helping the universities like whatever students are that want to create their own club at the university to get it started uh, whatever existing clubs already are just like a system of whatever they need right uh, we also have like some uh, shooting competitions right uh, here and there and we go from coast to coast so we have uh, we have uh, there's universities all the way from Vancouver all the way to the east side of the country. So that's pretty cool. Um, And then for the women's program, so what we're doing is just trying to um, encourage for women to come in and be part of this community of people, right? So just show them that, hey, we're here and we want you to come and try it out too. See if you like it, right? Um, Other than that, just like going with your dad or your boyfriend or whatever you can go out with other women that also like to go shooting right so we're doing it online right now and uh, we have a social media page and it's really connecting women together right just 
he's like, hey, she shoots. You like to shoot? Why don't you guys go shooting together kind of thing, right? So that's really what the women's program is. Just encouraging women to go ahead and get shooting. Okay. And yeah. it's fantastic. The reason why it's so fantastic is, one, there's a lot of mentors that are in our community, like Deneen and Casey. But we also, what you're doing is bringing women that are university-age students, basically coming in and getting them to, to shoot. Not only are they the next generation of shooters, or they are this generation of shooters, but yeah. they are also the people that are going to, are basically, they're just starting to vote. They're making um, some inroads with voting and changing some minds. So that's just really, really important to get more yeah. and more women into shooting. And it's fantastic all the work that QSIF is doing, but also with the women's community as well. So thanks for that. I'm going to come back to you in a little bit, yeah, but... Sure. Uh, uh, Deneen, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Happy to. Thanks, Kelly. So, uh, Deneen Tomlin, I'm the founder of Lady Guns. Uh, we operate uh, out of uh, Calgary and across Alberta, and now we've extended our reach into BC as well. Uh, Casey's going to share with you some of our exciting updates if we get the chance later on. But uh, we're a, a program uh, for uh, shooting, hunting, and outdoor adventures or activities. We like to get women and youth out, and we really love when it's women. Uh, Women bringing their their kids or mother daughters or sisters. Uh, we've had a number of those kind of pairings show up at our uh, our events, and uh, and we really like to get out in the community, as you said, Kelly, and uh, and and try and encourage women by letting them see uh, ladies like us mm. uh, on the line shooting shooting firearms or mentoring other uh, shooting and hunting activities. So uh, that's that's what we're doing. Awesome. So uh, I'm going to get uh, Casey to introduce herself as well, but I do want to actually come back to you. I want to get you to tell us a little bit about uh, the uh, Women's Day the event that we're going to be having here in a, in, a, in a second. Casey, why don't you introduce yourself as well? Oh, thank you very much. Uh, so my name is Casey Gavinchuk, and I've been around firearms all my life. I've been shooting um, probably for about 10 years now. Uh, Deneen and I took um, our level one NSCA instructors course uh, about six years ago now. And no. we actually became the first women uh, instructors outside of the US. Awesome. Um, and I just love introducing women to the sport. Yeah, you guys are great role models and you're great mentors as well. Um, Dini, do you want to tell us a little bit about the Women's Day event that we're going to be having on the 10th? Can you give us a little bit of breakdown on what Absolutely. it is? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so, uh, I know that there were uh, four really bright women that got together <laughs> and came up with the idea of celebrating uh, International Women's Day uh, by uh, bringing together some amazing women. So what we're going to do on Wednesday, March 10th, is we're going to uh, be joined uh, online in a, an online format uh, by some Canadian female Olympic shooting athletes. And so these are women uh, that are 
are going to share with us how they got started, um, what their training programs look like. We can talk about not only their shooting, but maybe diet, exercise, some of that kind of stuff, and what it really takes to uh, compete on that Olympic stage or maybe the Commonwealth stage or whatever it is. But these athletes are amazing ladies. And so we're looking forward to having a chat with them. And then we're also uh, really fortunate that we've got sponsors with QCIF that are sharing some prizing with us. So you have to be there to win. And yep. uh, we really want uh, want people to join to uh, meet these amazing ladies and to win some prizes. So uh, like I said, it's Wednesday, March 10th. Uh, it's 5 p.m. PST or 8, a, uh, 8 p.m. Excuse me, EST. It is free. Everyone is invited, all people. And I think uh, uh, to your point that you've said before, Kelly, we'll be hanging with our peeps. Yep. And uh, but it's not women only. So if there's some some guys out there uh, that want to come and join us, by all means. So how do you how do you get signed up for this? You can go to the QCIF Women's Insta Instagram page at Q. Uh, QCIF Women, C-U-S-F Women, or you can go to the Lady Guns website, uh, that's ladyguns.ca on our webpage and our Facebook events page, and you can register straight through yep. for it that way. So I think that about covers the event. We're really excited to have it. Great. I'm actually going to take the the link itself and I'll put it in not only our show notes, but I'll post it on our social Perfect. media accounts as well. Perfect. So. And well, if I if I can just add one more thing, I forgot to say sure. we're hosting it on Lady Guns Live. So not to yeah. confuse people, it's uh, we're hosting it. We're super proud to be doing that for Regina and the QCIF Women's Program. So don't get confused. It's being hosted uh, on the Lady Guns Live platform uh, on behalf of QCIF Women. So, yeah, we were going to get to that. Uh, I, Casey, do you want to talk a little bit about that? You, we've been talking about uh, Lady Guns Live for the past couple of weeks now on Slamfire. Do you want to tell us all about the series that you guys have been doing with Lady Guns Live, what it's about, uh, and uh, where people can actually find it as well? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, before COVID, we used to hold um, uh, ladies' nights at the yeah. range. Uh, usually, we tried to get out twice a month. Um, but then COVID hit and everything got sh shut down. So we decided to do um, a virtual ladies night to try and keep everybody uh, connected. So we have uh, had some really awesome um, topics that we've had a chance to talk about. And mm -hmm. uh, we've invited spe uh, special guest speakers. So we've had uh, Lisa Roper. So she was an advocate or she is an advocate for uh, women and youth in the hunting and fishing. Uh, she's an author and pro staff for Cabela's, Bass Pro Shop, Len Thompson and Tracker Side by Side. And then we had Amanda Fisher and she is a competitive Ipsic shooter. Mm -hmm. um, so she's the top lady production class shooter in Alberta. Sorry, I'm reading it so I don't get it wrong. <laughs> and she was invited to compete in the Ipsic handgun world shoot in Thailand this yeah. year. So she came on and talked with us. So it it's a, a really neat chance for us to engage with the community. And um, we do it as kind of an informal podcast. We, we do it on Google Meets. Um, and then so we have the conversations, we have some fun, we learn some things. And then at the end, we open the floor up to our attendees and they can ask any questions that they want. Yeah. And you can, uh, you videotape these or you 
record these. So you also upload them on YouTube as well, correct? That's correct. Yes, you can find it on our YouTube page, which is Lady Guns. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got, uh, we're trying to do one every, or every two weeks about, uh, so we're, we've reached out to some uh, professional archer and oh, cool. um, we're also going to do some stuff on coffee and cooking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> optics, dogs training, well, that's all awesome. kinds of different things. <laughs> Let's, so those are some of the upcoming events. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Alberta right now is you're still not really doing those events where ladies can go to the range and shoot. So are you planning once, uh, let's say we all return to normal, are you planning on continuing the uh, Lady Guns Live as well as the events as well? Absolutely. It's yeah. a great, great chance to just talk about all sorts of different topics. Great opportunity for us all to get together and chat as well. What and, and sometimes we're in, when we're at the range, not only are we having so much fun shooting, but it can get a bit noisy. So who's going to talk about coffee and cooking when you're shooting, right? So, hey, yeah. Hey, so so yeah. is it bolt action coffee? Well, yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Silly question. As a matter of fact. And as you well know, they've partnered with a spice company. And so yeah. we may have the chef and the creator of the rubs coming oh, to join us. So we can talk about cooking and coffee or cooking with coffee. Hey, you should get sponsored by them too. Okay. <laughs> uh, an ambassador for the, okay. But yes, I know that they've partnered with a spice company. So that yeah. that's perfect. Uh not only so quick segue over back to the women's day event uh regina do you want to talk about some of the sponsors because i know bolt action coffee is one of the sponsors for that too so do you want to talk about um, the sponsors for the women's day event yeah so um we were for very fortunate that uh, we have cabela's outdoor fund so they're one of our main ones that donated a whole bunch of money um to QCIV and the QCIV Women's Program, right? right. Uh, we, of course, have the amazing ladies from Lady Guns. Mm -hmm. uh, we also got Project Maple Seed. Yay! Of course. Um, Vortex, Stoger, Stittsville Shooting Range, and Can't Forget About Verita. Right. So uh, those are the sponsors. You have some great gifts that are coming, uh, are going to be available to the people that are yeah. on the what do we call it? An event? It's not really a seminar. Well, it is a seminar, but people are going to actually be able to win these as well. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so uh, one quick question about this. Yeah. Do people need to actually be members of QCIF to win the prizes or do they have to be members of QCIF to, to participate in the call? No, no, you don't have to be a member of QCIF. If you want to come and participate, you can go ahead and sign up for the event uh, for the so we're gonna do like a big giveaway that's gonna have a whole bunch of different components to it a whole bunch of different prices and that was gonna the giveaway is gonna be all the information for it's gonna be on our instagram page mm -hmm. i will be posted in like a couple of days for it so but the main thing for the giveaway and any of the other prizes that we're gonna be having on the event you have to be part of the event Okay. You can't just like um, do all this stuff on Instagram and not be part of it. So you right. have to be part of the event to win any of the prices. Okay. So you have to be there in order to win. If you're not yeah. there, you're not going to win them. Perfect. It, it's so. not, it's not like the Vortex Razorback the other night. You had to be a QSIF uh, member to win that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Hey, if you do want to be a member of QSIF, it's 30, is it $30? I think, so. I think it's 35, yeah, I think it's isn't it? 
I probably should sign up for it. Part of the committee, we're not even. I know, I should be a member. Uh, so sign up for it. You will be helping uh, to get uh, university age students uh, some events and support some clubs. So do that as well. So just hmm. get out there and support that too. Uh, you did talk about the uh, Cabela's Outdoors Fund. Uh, what that is, do you want to explain how that works as well? Because it is really, really important. It's supporting uh, QSO. Yeah. So. yeah, so pretty much when you go to Cabela's and you make a purchase, they until they'll ask you if you want to round up. And mm -hmm. if you do, the, whatever that money you round it up to, right, that amount of money will go into the fund. And then that fund's used to donate to organizations like us, right? right. So, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much what it is. So if you go to Cabela's, Shop often, Help donate out. often. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Round up. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Denise, do you want to tell us about any? Okay, I know you're doing the cooking show and uh, some other things that are going to be happening on Lady Guns Live. But do you want to tell us about anything else that you guys are planning for the upcoming year? Anything Absolutely. Special? Well, I just happened to have a great call with uh, with our friends at Call Sign Six Six last Yay. night. And we have uh, settled on all the details and uh, we're just going to sort a date out now for uh, a uh, Women's Rifle 101. Cool. So, uh, so for those people that aren't quite ready for uh, one of their fundamentals uh, packages, that's the two-day rifle package, this will be the, uh, the try, uh, the 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 try get out there and try it kind of kind of plan so i've got a few things in front of me here uh, we're going to be shooting out to 300 yards probably um we're going to be uh getting to play with some uh, great glass and uh um so scopes but also um we're going to get to use hopefully some loophole uh, spotting scopes and some nice. some uh, some binos and playing around with that. Uh, he says we're going to learn the fundamentals of a long game, so uh, we're we're looking forward to that. And we'll be shooting some hunting rifles, uh, some six point fives, and some three oh eight. So uh, yeah, really excited about that. And uh, uh, we're going to do that in partnership with Gothic Line Armory, uh, call sign six six, and uh, we're going to see about getting some ammo from one of our friends. So I won't mention that name yet until we confirm it oh so, i think we know who you're going to go and approach so. we've we've got that going on we have had so many requests to do adventure day again yeah. so uh we're going to put that together and and uh hopefully you can get out and join us on one of those uh kelly so adventure I'm so day. sad that i live in ontario <laughs> and you guys are out in alberta like, yeah serious. fun fun times but uh, it'd be way more fun if you could join us so yeah. uh yeah, so our, our last adventure day was uh, first day in the morning. Uh, it was rimfire fun over the lunch hour. Uh, and then it was a beautiful three-hour horseback ride in Kananaskis, followed by a wine and cheese. So it oh. was a full day of fun and uh, meeting a bunch of people and uh, and just really enjoying enjoying each other. So uh, we're going to have a bunch a bunch of stuff like that going on. And uh, we're talking to Maple Seed. Yeah. And so Adriel and I have been... Uh, emailing each other we're going to get some things sorted hopefully on that and uh and the list goes on so uh, thanks for asking yes we've got lots going on and i guess last we haven't announced it yet but uh 
as Casey said, our ladies' nights have been totally squashed by COVID. And so uh, we're going we're gonna to be uh, throwing some stuff out so that you can do one-on-one with Lady Gun, meaning I'll come out and nice. shoot with you and, uh, and uh, you and your daughter, you and your sister. I've got some ranges lined up and we'll be able to do some of that within the COVID restrictions until we're open to having group events again. That's awesome. That's fantastic. You guys Thanks. are such great ambassadors for oh, the sport. With We're a, just gun junkies. I know. <laughs> well, I know that. This You're, my me You're my people. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's fantastic. And yeah, I do wish I was living in Alberta instead of Ontario so that I could, you know, participate in all this. So you can always visit. Yeah, but then I have to quarantine mm-hmm. there and back. Let's let's get over this COVID thing and then we that's can right. That. So do you want to tell like I'm kind of spilled the beans on where you're located, but where are all your events? Uh, obviously in Alberta, but uh, where in Alberta can people actually get a hold of you? So we're actually located mostly around Calgary, but we've been asked to come out to uh, Red Deer now. Um, I have had a couple requests for um, Fort McMurray is a little bit farther. Um, yep. And then I'm also traveling back and forth between Calgary and Kamloops. So I'm working on some stuff for Kamloops now too. That's awesome. We're going to do some shotgun days uh, out there and uh, here in Calgary. So we've got uh, both indoor and outdoor rangers, ranges, shotgun, pistol, and uh, now rifle. So if we can just get some of our safe queens out, maybe we'll be able to add uh, some AR work too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, Where can people actually get a hold of you? So you're all over the place. I know that, but where can people get a hold of you on Instagram and Facebook and email? Yes, absolutely. So So, uh, our our webpage, uh, we have a brand new uh, shiny website uh, at ladyguns.ca. Casey toiled away for months. Uh, uh, We've got a forum in there. We're going to get going where women can find women for shooting, hunting, sharing, swapping gear, uh, sharing stories, uh, what have you, uh, referrals and recommendations. So ladyguns.ca, Facebook, Facebook is uh, Lady Guns. Instagram, uh, I'm Lady Gun YYC, and uh, you can find Casey there as well. And uh, um, we are on Pinterest as well. So we are looking for ambassadors that want to help us write content, create mm-hmm. content, and uh, really showcase the women across the country that are part of this amazing community. Pinterest and is coming back on up. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Check out their YouTube channel as well to get all the Lady Gun Live pieces. Yes, thanks, Casey. Forgot about YouTube. Yeah. It's new. Forgot. Yeah. Um, Pinterest. Pinterest is pecking back up again. I have an account. I haven't been on there in probably about six years, but I'll go back. I'll have a look at yours. They uh, haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regina, do you want to tell us about uh, QCIF, especially QCIF Women's Committee? Uh, where can people actually? contact you if they want to be sponsors or if they want to volunteer where can they find info about it about uh, so specifically for the women's program the main like the main way that you will reach specifically me would be through our instagram page okay. uh, the other way you can go you can go to the qsiv website at the volunteer section and then you can um i think it's just write an email or something just letting us so you want to do be a volunteer if and then you can either if you just want to volunteer for QSIF as a whole, or if you want to specifically volunteer for the QSIF women's program, just write that information there. And then that will get back to me 
and I'll reach back out to you. But yeah, so if you want to reach me directly, it would be definitely the Instagram page. But yeah, for QC, we have the website, we have Facebook, we have a separate Instagram page that's for just QCF as well. So we are kind of over the place too. And I believe, yeah, we do we have a YouTube page? Yes, we have a YouTube page too. And a, and a podcast. You do. Yeah, and yeah. a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that we were recently on. We were just yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there is a YouTube page. Uh, they recently did a webinar, which I was on, but they also do the uh, QSIF podcast as well. And then they record it and put it onto YouTube as well. So, and Doug Roddenbush, thank you for chiming in, Doug. He said it's $30 for a membership. He just recently became one. So it was $30 to do that. And uh, specifically, if anybody wants to sponsor any of these events as well, I know that you're, you would love to actually talk to them, right, Regina? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. if um, if you do want to sponsor the events, getting more women into shooting, getting more um, university-aged women into shooting, it'd be great to have uh, different sponsors on board as well. Is there anything that I'm forgetting to talk about uh, before we just remind people of the event again? Is there anything that you ladies wanted to talk about that I missed out on? I think we covered pretty much everything. We're okay. just getting that good, Kelly. We're just oh, getting that good. It's like we've done this right before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Denine, why don't you tell us one more time about the event? When is it? Where is it? And how can people register for it? Sure can. All right. So it's the Canadian University Shooting Federation Women's Program celebrating International Women's Day on Wednesday, March 10th at uh, 5 p.m., PST or 8 p.m. EST. You can register through Instagram at QCIF Women, that's C U S F Women, uh, or you can go to our Lady Guns webpage at ladyguns.ca on the events page. This event is free and all are invited. You must be there to win the big prizes. And uh, of course, we all want to celebrate and congratulate our Canadian female Olympic shooting athletes and find out all the nitty gritty secrets of what it takes to become one of those amazing people. Yeah. Just a fun fact, uh, women's Canadian women Olympians who are shooters are some of the highest ranking medalists for Canada. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. Women are That's better cool. shooters. That's what that uh, means. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Absolutely. <laughs> Just have to leave it at that, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't get invited to the Ipsic uh, Worlds, but uh, Amanda did. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks again for coming on tonight, ladies. I look forward to talking with you guys next week and participating in the event. And as always, you guys are my people, so I love hanging out with you. So thanks for coming on. Thanks, Kelly. Always back at time. Thank you. Thanks, Good ladies. Thanks. Good night. night. Awesome. Good job, Kel. They are my people. I really yeah. do wish I was in Alberta so I could go horseback riding and shooting and having wine and cheese. It's I'd, you awesome. just wish I was in Alberta, period. Even if I didn't get to hang out with these amazing uh, women and take I part know. in all the cool stuff they do, because just Alberta, know. you know. I know. Alberta. Yeah. yeah. All right. Ready to carry on? Yeah, Gonna keep sure. on keeping on with some listener feedback. Listener yep. feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers heart blue. I was in the shop the other day. 
God, here we and go. And I thought he was closing up because it was clean, like so, like so clean. Like normally the workbench has like projects. I looked at the workbench, went like, "Are you are you shutting down? What's going? On? What's going on?" Couldn't believe it. Shout out to Dini for cleaning up the shop. It was amazing. And uh, yeah, so I dropped. Yeah, I took over and made a mess of the bench, but I was so apprehensive, like I was so conscious of how clean the shop was. I kept putting everything exactly back where I found it and putting everything, but I made it a little mess and put it in the garbage. Anyway, oh, it was such a good time. Saturday morning, black coffee and cigars and gun work. It was so good to be back in the shop. Anyway, Armory has, he, guns. has he sold like a whole bunch of stuff recently? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you're looking for ammo, I I know he's got lots of ammo. 308, 223. Good prices. 40, 45, yep, good prices. Better than what you're going to find anywhere else right Relatively now. Relatively so, good prices. No, good prices compared to everything. Like, more than before, less than now. I can say that. More than before, less than now? Yeah, so like his ammo now costs more than it did a year ago, but um, less than everybody else's does today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's shipping like? So, um, well, it's when you take a package. I know. And the truck know. comes to pick it up, I and know. it takes it somewhere else. That's what shipping is like. Yeah, kind of like how you got dropped off on your parents' doorstep in Germany with your Nazi youth rifle in your hands. (laughs) Christ. All right, so. You see it. It's beautiful, though. It really really is. It's historically significant. It is historically accurate. Just like you. Ha ha. He offers hot bluing, dark (laughs) rising, Cerakote finishes. Oh, he got got a new Cerakote oven, like the same one that they use at Cerakote baller he's balling out of control it's awesome uh he also uh does wood and steel refinishing as well um check out his uh inventory of new and used guns firearms accessories optics and more at dcgunsmith.ca you can follow him on the facebooks and the instagrams as well just look up dc armory or sorry look up armory dc gunsmith all right let's go I recently put him or featured him on our Facebook pages as well. So you guys really should click on his link and go check out his inventory. He's got some great stuff there. Yeah. And Denis is a great guy too. Well, he tolerates me. So anyone who can tolerate um, my existence in their space. Right? Very patient. Like he, he employed me. Okay. I know. Like, hello. Okay. Maybe he's crazy though. Oh, it could be. Could be. Could be. Could be, could be mm-hmm. more. Mostly I'd say he's just tolerant and understanding. Unlike you mm. with your Nazi rifle. <laughs> this first email comes to us from John and Kelly would like to read it. It says, Hey guys, love the show. I found out about a year ago and haven't missed an episode since. So congratulations. Also a, a very tolerant, understanding individual. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I have a question from episode 392. Kelly met, had mentioned a couple of times about crossbows um, being on the chocolate block for C21. I know this is a firearm podcast, but I was wondering if you could just touch on that a little bit and why they would be banned. Uh, I have a scoured the internet and read C20, Bill C21, uh, but I can't make sense of any crossbow ban uh, from that. Just looking for a little clarification. I can't talk since I was considering buying one in order to expand my hunting season this year, John. So, John, what I did was I pulled up specifically where it says in Bill C21 crossbows. It is specifically the act to amend by adding the following section from uh, from section 1010, which is the emergency orders or basically when it's the red flag one. And uh, so if you go into 1010, 
point two, it's emergency prohibition order. It is specifically, uh, it says basically that the judge shall make an order prohibiting a person against whom the order is sought for uh, possessing any firearm, crossbows, prohibited weapons, or stick weapons, prohibited devices, ammunition, and prohibited ammunition or explosive substances. Ooh, we get C4. Of all such things for a period of not exceeding 30 days as specified in the order beginning on the day in which the order is made. So it's specifically mentioned when we're talking about the red flag or actually it's 30 days. It might be the uh, yellow flag. Yellow flag. Well. Yeah. yeah. So they can take your crossbow, even though it's not if I just saying any sharp sticks in your house, butter knives gone. You know, I, do you think those lawn darts would be included in this too? Oh yeah. Come those on. are weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Bush so. was like in Iraq. There was for like a long lost shipment of lawn darts. It wasn't any chemical <laughs> weapons. That's the real <laughs> truth. The real truth is those are dangerous. I threw one and it's stuck on my brother's head. Okay. It's probably don't, better for it now. Don't take me. Don't axe throwing. Not good. Uh, yeah. Anything to do with knives. Don't throw knives either. And I don't do. Uh, You're muted, Trevor. I am. Yeah. I'm not now though. Axe throwing. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for opening up a wound. Filthy's still going on about that one time in this little range somewhere in this little province where he beat me by like one toss of one axe. Like he's like, where was this? Apparently, it's some charity shoot somewhere. He beat me oh. in like axe throwing or something. He's gotten so carried away with this. I got pictures of that, actually. I think I did. <laughs> it was at John Haller. It was good. That was good. He times. built. Yeah, well, he didn't build it. He got he got my my godson to build him an axe throwing stand. Yeah, he has to practice for the next time he beats you. I'm not gonna, I'm not playing with his little medieval throwing sharp sticks. Like we have firearms now. Well, kind of still. No, we don't. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I challenge him to an archery contest, but you know, probably gonna lose it. if we lost crossbows. What's next? Compound bows. Um, so pistol can... handheld crossbows have always been prohibited as long as I've I've known. Even though like some people have bought them on eBay, not knowing the difference and stuff. But um, I only know that because when I was in archery, somebody asked me to make arrows for it. I'm like, I don't think so. Do some homework. This thing you're not allowed to have this thing. Go get rid of it. Anyway, because um, they're for... too much. They're too cool. They saw them in the t- Assassin's Creed, like or some video game. Scarlet. Like, whoa. Scarlet from G.I. Joe, man. Mm. Like, that was the only cool thing about her. Well, actually, she was, she was on, head, she was part so. of the, you the do bad know guys, that's right? Made up, right? Shut up, man. Scarlet oh. was a redhead. It's not made up. I can see color. Made up. Her one handed crossbow, right? And because that it was shot on lasers. Mm. Anyway, for years in New Brunswick, crossbows, there was some confusion about whether or not crossbows were banned or prohibited. You were always allowed to own one. You were always allowed to take it to like an archery range or something, but you were, it was prohibited to have one in a resort of wildlife. Well, what's a resort of wildlife? It's one of those made up government terms that they define on the fly to suit their needs, right? So I'm in a field. Well, there's a mouse in that field. Uh, mouse is wildlife. I guess I'm in a resort of wildlife. But anyway. Um, Where are we going? We only just got them for hunting like maybe a decade ago. 
And so when you ban crossbows, you're really hurting uh, the hunting and guide and yeah. industry because a lot of the, it was the hunt, it was a hunting guide and outfitters association in New Brunswick that got crossbows legal for hunting in New Brunswick because mm-hmm. there was an entire segment of customers they were missing out on people who want to hunt with archery tackle, but don't have time to practice or get good with the or bow. Aren't pick up a good, crossbow. Right. If you can shoot an air rifle, you shoot a 22, you can shoot a crossbow. Yep. You don't need a coach. You don't need training. You don't need to have it fitted to you. And you're still taking your game with an arrow. Mm-hmm. Now that's gone. That's uh, how we got the deer last year, by the way, off the deck. Perfect. That's what with it's designed crossbow. for. Yeah. You know, you don't want to wake up your legal, neighbors, though, but right? you need to bag a deer in the backyard. Crossbow. What? Cro- the crossbow thing is just the red flag. Like there's just a red flag thing for crossbow. It is okay, the red flag. So what is you... this red flag, yellow flag? Sounds well, like uh, COVID of, zones. Yeah, it's part. Of, did you listen to the show last week? Ian Runkle was you know, on. He explained. I gotta that. tell you, uh, any any of this stuff, I don't pay any attention to. Yeah. Continue Anyways. not paying attention to it. It's not worth <laughs> worrying about. Moving on. Okay, All but right. I do have a question Next. about this. When I read it prohibited explosive substances, so the tannerite and seafloor, we're not allowed to own that anymore during this as well during the ban, thirty day ban. Yeah, I mean, like icing sugar and you know some other stuff will be explosive. But yeah, Kelly, you still. just said C four. You know C four is already illegal, right? I just want you to say that out loud. Yes, Trevor, I know C four is already illegal. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> tannerite. When you have gophers, tannerite works. C four. Baby, you don't. Well, the beauty of the C four is you don't need a, a a bullet to ignite it. No, you just need blasting cap. Those are illegal as well. Okay. Unless you have a license. Controlled. Controlled. Right. Sorry. Right. Controlled. Controlled. In a <sighs> field under strict supervision with beers. Is everyone listening? You don't have an AC4 or blasting cap. This, this show is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> we do not. We don't do Caddyshack. Okay, good. I can, I can good. see the, the farmers now like, man, I thought badger holes were bad. Adriel comes out. Now I got C4 holes. <laughs> We lost three cows last week. No gophers, though. <laughs> All right. Um, our next email is through Patreon. So thank you, William, for being a Patreoni. He says, I've added a Geisley SD3G trigger to my WKC, but the included pins, the pins that come with the Geisley, are shorter than the width of the receiver. Did a function check, and I have not fired the rifle yet, I don't think the pins should walk out, but am I better off putting the original pins back in? And yes, you are because the original pins will not impact the performance of that Geisley. It's not going to make it heavier or lighter. It's going to make sure that things don't move around that should move around. So by all means, yes. WK1DC and the MCR both have a wider receiver than an AR. Yeah. That's why you need the, the extra long original pins. Yep. Use them, their pins to be safe. It doesn't, um, the pins aren't walking now, but under recoil, they might. So I would just go right ahead and uh, put them pins back in. I think Easy enough. Just take the, yeah. take the old ones and just pop, pop them in there. Drop yeah, the yeah. other ones out at the same time. Yeah. I replaced my trigger in my WK, but I don't think I went. For, I, I certainly didn't do cassette style like you, but I didn't. I may have gone with like the Geisley mill spec trigger. Mm. And I still remember using the Geisley pins. So, yep. Mm. That's my advice, William. He says thanks, by the way. He's watching and listening. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, Instagram. Yep. Adriel? 
From Andrew, keep up the good work. It's comforting to know that we have Canadian gun owners spreading the love as you do. There's so much online when it comes to firearms, but hard to find good Canadian content. Thanks for stepping up. Have a wonderful evening. I mean, sometimes I spread love. Most of the time I spread dissent. It's hate. STDs. You like the hate. I don't spread STDs. That's Gallon. (laughs) That's true. Don't confuse (laughs) me with Gallon, please. I spread everything but STDs. It's because women so, won't talk to me. Looks, mm-hmm. Look at that. We have Instagram. We got Patreon. And we got emails from people. Yeah, across the board. All the yeah. platforms. Awesome. That no, must be no you, app Kelly. reviews, though. But yes, Kelly is our social media like guru. Or. Or. <laughs> Just don't be a whore on social media. That's whore true. us out on social media. Okay. I like how you went there right away, though, Kelly. I really enjoy where your head is at sometimes. <laughs> Kelly is our whore. I'm your whore. <laughs> so everyone can call Kelly Slamfire's no, whore. No, yes, no. yes. You're a whore. You're our whore. And you said <laughs> you, it first. So now I can really say it with like impunity. You really like that word, don't you? <laughs> that you're our whore? Yes. I'm enjoying this at a whole level I, I never expected I would. I, I said social media. Not oh, slam fire. There's a caveat there. Well, you're, yes. you're, you're, you are slam fires social media whore. Executive. Executive whore. <laughs> that sounds pricey. There we go. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Classy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not your secretary, damn it. I'm your administrative assistant. I'm not your whore. I'm your executive whore. My fishnet stockings ain't got no holes in them. I need a full 50 bucks. <laughs> Money oh, God. <laughs> okay. 50 bucks in, in New Brunswick? Is that it? Oh, my God. $50 in New Brunswick will get you. For, Toronto's, mm-hmm. for uh, his last part, yeah. 50 bucks. <laughs> Jesus. 50, wow. bucks, you're, 50 bucks, you're overpaying. <laughs> like, six-pack of Alpine and a pack of Players Light. Done. I mean, fishnet. Anyone will get in your car for that. Uh, lots, lots of places you can get fishnet in New Brunswick. Yeah, but I don't mean like legit fishnet that you would like get smelts with, dummy. I mean like nylons. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that, Trevor. Yeah. Oh, God. I would love to see a trailer trash individual wearing fishnet stockings made out of actual fishnets. Fishnet? That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You know what? There is probably somebody walking around downtown Bathurst right now with that. They'd be easy to find because there's only one street downtown. I know. <laughs> Why are you picking up poor batters for? It's saying. It's better, better. It's, yeah, an easy target. Yeah. All right. New Patreonies. Uh, none new this week, but to all of you who are Patreonies, thank you so much. To those of you considering it, you can sign up by going to patreon.com forward slash slant forward slash. Yeah. Slam fire radio. Shoutouts. I will start. I have one to Denis. I mean, I shouted him out a bunch already, but it was for uh, um, opening the shop on Saturday so I could go in there and do some work. And um, to other Trevor, those, you know who he is. You guys call, call him by some other name. Matter Trevor. Whatever. It's mm-hmm. a matter of opinion, I guess. You social media whore. <laughs> um, he was the one that uh, sent me an uh, image of this shirt. And I was, he's like, I think I found your next shirt. I wasn't even done reading the text. I was already ordering the shirt. So 
it was only 15 bucks. I used to pay 25 bucks a shirt. Now, I don't know. She feels sorry for me. Like, she sees the stupid shirts I get made. She's like, obviously, this guy lives in a trailer. I shouldn't be charging him full price. So, yeah. I told you about the Virgin one, right? Mm, no. Oh, come on. I must have. I got the AR one. Oh, yeah. That was a gift from one of my uh, coworkers. Oh. Uh, the, the next one I'm going to Oh, make, yeah, yeah. The RC virgins. Yeah. You used yeah, to be yeah. a virgin. Then I got into RC. Now I'm a virgin yeah. with a hobby. Yeah. 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 I got to make that for the first outdoor race of the year. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> You will, and you will wear it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll wear it. Like I'm the guy who gets up, like the 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 two uh, most intimidating intimidating air quotes uh, drivers, right? Like who take all the room on the driver stand. I snuggle up right against them and go, "You smell nice. What is that? Is that Old Spice? Is there a ship on the bottle? What are you wearing? You smell nice." And all of a sudden, I got like pretty much the whole stand of myself. It's amazing. So, yep, you really do smell nice. I just I he could smell like crap. I still would have yeah. sniffed him. Oh, okay. it's, it's not really about that's kind of dangerous. It's about getting inside your competitor's mind, playing right. mind games with them. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy taking out space in people's heads. I really do. All right, uh, Adriel. Hey. Any shouts? Yeah. And Kelly, no. Uh, hey, yeah. I didn't well, put it didn't. in there, but okay. But yeah. I hey, I didn't skip over you. I yeah. said Kelly, and then no. That was automatic. I'm sorry. Would the whore like to go next? <laughs> whore yourself out? Yes, I would. All right. Go. I wanted You're to welcome. say thank you to Kelly Kincaid and Kyle Kincaid for hosting us this weekend and to Tracy and Colin for making it a fun weekend. So is that the seniors uh, slumber party? <laughs> yes, it was. Or everybody and went to bed at nine after Matlock? Yes. yes. Do you have to bring your own Bengay or is it supplied there? <laughs> no, we have buckets oh. of it. Bulk. So does everybody put their false teeth yeah. in a in a bowl, and then you pick out whoever's false yeah. teeth you pick out. You gotta yeah, and then we do TikTok videos on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I wanted to say thank you to the ladies from Lady Guns as well as the QSIF Women's Committee for coming on tonight and hanging out with us. Yeah, that's awesome. It. All right, cool. So in the meantime, until uh, we come back next week to call Kelly names, be sure to check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. That's one of the many places on the internet that Kelly whores us out. Thank you, yes. Kelly. You're welcome. L- like us on Facebook. We're at 2,725. That has not changed since last week. I'm just saying. Kelly's starting to feel bad about herself. Like, need those clicks. Got to go click like so she can have some self-esteem. Or maybe. <laughs> I, get, I get self-esteem out of our Facebook clicks, too. I think I we get self-esteem out of the reviews, don't you? Mm. God, no. You read some of my reviews? Kill yourself. I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck. That's harsh. <laughs> wow. But okay. I get it. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Jesus. All right. Got some points in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some valid concerns. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, give us a review on Facebook. And um, it's the new, uh, it's the now love. Who wrote that? It's the now love. Um. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that was you. It's supposed to say it's the new love. That's why I had to stop and point it. It is out. now live. It's now live. Ah, uh, Facebook review reviews things. are yeah. now live. So go give us the new love on the now live Facebook review. There you go. Full circle. Very nice. Very nice. All right. And uh, please join the CCFR and talk to your club about donating to the challenge because we need your help more than ever. Yep. Take it all away. So until next week, everybody, 
I'm on Burgundy. Oh my God, we're using that again. It's been a while. <laughs> so, if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now, go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.